0: Hello, Sid Roth here. Welcome to my world where it's naturally supernatural. My guest has declared war on the spirit of fear that battles against your fulfilling your destiny. Tables turned. You become the devil's greatest nightmare. Next.
1: Sid Roth has spent over 40 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural!
0: Welcome, Holy Spirit. I surrender this platform totally to you. Have your way. Jeremy Johnson pastors multiple churches in the L.A. area. Jeremy, I love the name of your church,
2: Fearless. How did that come into being? Yeah, you know what, Sid? I'm going to have to blame that one on my wife. She read a quote as we were coming up with a name for our church that said, a scared world needs a fearless church. And somehow that quote stuck out to her from Oswald Chambers. And that's exactly why we're getting a group of people to declare war on fear and what better place to do it than in the darkness of Hollywood, in the darkness of LA. I agree. So the story of Fearless is my story. And that perfect love came and found me at an early age. 17 years old, I made Jesus not only Savior but Lord. It actually happened through two of my classmates getting hit by a drunk driver, head-on car collision. Both died. I was at the funeral and the mom of one of the kids who passed away, knew that I was a believer, and asked me to pray. And when I got up to that mic, I could have shared the gospel with my whole class, and I didn't, Sid. I I heard that spirit of fear yelling at me, and I just sat back down. I said a nice little prayer, and that night, one of my best friends went out and got drunk and high and ended up taking his life at a train because he had no hope and I remember every day in high school just that voice of fear saying, you failed. Every time I would drive over that tracks, it was just a hopeless uh, time in my life at 17 years old.
0: But every time you would drive over those train tracks where your, one of your best friends got killed,
2: yeah, you yeah. would
0: be reminded.
2: Then about 30 days in, I heard a voice, and it was the voice of the Lord. It was an audible voice. And I didn't know who it was at the time, but I just knew something was calling me down those tracks. And so when I drive over them, 30 days later, I got out of my car and I walked down the tracks, what was probably for miles, and I ended up, I believe, where he took his life, because his mom had set up a rosary cross with his name, and I just fell at that cross. It, I, I, uh, it wasn't in a church. It wasn't with a pastor. It was that voice that called me down the tracks, and I remember that voice as I wept what felt like for hours because I felt like I had failed God, this God that was my savior, but who was about to become my Lord. And he said, I'm the God of the second chance. And see today, I'm a pastor of a church, not because I woke up one day and said, wow, it sounds nice to be a pastor, but I just that day made a choice for the rest of my life. I'm gonna take my second chance. And that's led me to win souls all over the world and to set people free from fear.
0: Uh, let, me, let me let me ask you, what was the difference from before you heard the voice of God mm. and after in you?
2: Mm. You know the difference in me is that I realized that God actually saw me, He cared about me, and he was OK that I was broken, and he was OK that I didn't have all the answers and that perfect love is the thing that kicked fear out see it says in the bible first john four 18, i've found out since then that uh, there is no fear in love so when love shows up fear has to leave in fact the bible god commands fear not it's a command he commands us do not be anxious for anything so he only commands it because fear is not just an emotion it's a spirit and he kicks fear out it's not us that kick fear out because What happens if you keep facing your fears and you find a fear you can't face? I mean, your child sick or your marriage falling apart. I mean, those are fears that are difficult to face. But when perfect love, when you follow perfect love, perfect love over your shoulder kicks fear. You know, know, I hear the words, follow perfect love. What does that mean? Perfect love isn't a feeling, it's a person. And his name is Jesus. He came near and he met me right there.
0: Many, many of you watching right now are saying, I wish I heard a voice. Well Jeremy needed to hear God's voice. Each of us has different needs. Uh, Jeremy, real quickly, you speak about a man named
2: Cardboard? What do you mean? <laughs> I met Cardboard on the streets of L.A. before I would ever pastor in L.A. when I was a college student. In Bible college, we had a traveling ministry, and we ended up at this event that a church was pulling off in Hollywood of all places. They blocked off the streets, and they chose us to be the final uh, drama for the night, and then I was going to give a salvation message. Well, when I finally got up there to give the message, over 5,000 people are gathered in the streets of Hollywood. This is wild. And when I get up there, my mic doesn't work. We did all this work, all this, and so you think it's going to come on. You're waiting. You're waiting. The sound guy's freaking out. Nothing happens. Over 30 minutes go by, 40 minutes, an hour, and as you know, people are leaving. They're, they're there for the hot dog, and when it's over, they're gone. And so I sat on the end of the stage, and I thought God missed it. I thought God made a mistake. God, you couldn't get the sound on, and sound, no sound would come on. So I saw McDonald's across the street, and I said, I don't want one of these lousy hot dogs. I want a Big Mac, large fry, and a Coke. And so I went across the street. When I went over there, I tripped on something that I thought was trash, but it was a person. Hmm. I tripped on this guy, and he popped out of a blanket, and he said, hello, my name's Cardboard. <laughs> and I, I thought, well, that's a weird name. <laughs> and I kind of scurried out of there. You know, I wasn't used to L.A. yet. And I went and got my fry Coke and a drink, and, and I came out, and I, for the first time, heard the Lord. And He said, just as clear as day, give Cardboard your Big Mac, your large fry, and your Coke. Oh, that's a tough eight. <laughs> and I told God, I said, get behind me, Satan, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> that couldn't be from you, Lord. And as you know, this conviction got stronger, and I, and I finally gave it to Cardboard. When I did, I woke him up, and as I was walking away, I could just hear him weeping. And I turned around to see what happened, and he began to explain to me, he said, who, who told you to give this to me? And I said, Carbo, you're never going to believe me. I, uh, Jesus told me to give that to you. And he, he just wept uncontrollably. It seemed like for minutes I held him. And eventually he said, I used to go to that church that puts on that outreach, but I lost my job. I ended up out here. And every year they come out and tell us how much Jesus loves us. Said, but I don't feel very loved by God. And no, God's not real. And today I heard a voice as they were setting up in the middle of the message today, climb to the top of that building and at the middle of the message, jump. So he said, I climbed up there. I had the hot dog in my hands. And he said, when I got up there, I came out to the balcony and you were about to speak. And he said, right when you started to speak, your mic cut off. So he said, I climbed back in the window because I didn't have the instructions after that. And he said, I heard another voice that said, Cardboard, asked me for anything. And he said, okay, if this is you, God, I'm going to be under my blanket, and I want that speaker to bring me a Big Mac, a large oh fry, and a Coke. Oh, my goodness. See, that day, Cardboard gave his life to Jesus. But you know, Sid, that day I learned something, that the God that I serve, he, he always sees the one. He doesn't see crowds. I saw 5,000 people, and I thought God missed it, but God didn't miss it. He didn't have us cook hot dogs for the 5,000. He didn't even have me get a sermon ready that I would preach. In fact, I would speak my message without a mic to one guy that had forgotten his name. His real name was Samuel. So Hmm. funny that he was hearing the voice of the Lord.
0: And by the way, that's what (laughs) Samuel means, hearing God's voice. Hmm. Now, Jeremy's ministry, even after this, hit a wall. Hmm. He was actually ready to give up. Many of you watching us right now, you're ready to give up. Then God said, are you done yet? God showed Jeremy something opposite all his logic, and opposite all of your logic, too. Be right back.
2: will be right back It's Supernatural! When you submit a prayer request at sidroth.org pray, we print it out and place it inside of this basket. The basket is then taken to our prayer room where every morning each team member selects a stack of prayer requests, reads through them carefully, and prays for each one individually. So if you or someone you know needs prayer, please submit your prayer request to us at sidroth.org pray or by calling or texting to 704-943-6503.
1: We now return to it's supernatural.
0: What did God show Jeremy that made the next time he spoke
2: the most supernatural night of his life? Tell me about that. Sid, it was so wild. I had this passion to ignite a generation on fire for Jesus, to know the God that I had met and I couldn't seem to do that. I tried everything that I could think of, and every time I would come to youth ministry as a youth pastor, the youth group would shrink. It was like I was the incredible Shrinking You, church. you, had,
0: a, you had what's known as a membership drive. He was <laughs> driving away the membership. <laughs> there you go.
2: <laughs> and I, I remember walking out, and the crowd was smaller. There were so many empty seats, and I just walked right back into my office, and I just remember beating on the wall as if I was beating on God's chest, saying, God, you know my heart. And I heard the voice of God say, are you done yet? (laughs) Are you done with all your ideas, all your clever sermons? And I said, God, I'm so done. I I didn't sign up for this. I just want to help people. And God said, okay, then let me take over. So he said, rip up your sermon. It's not that good. (laughs) So I ripped it up. And he said, "When when you go out there, I'm going to tell you what to say. And I got the microphone. And when I got the microphone, the Lord said, call every sick person on the stage. So I said, okay, God, these are teenagers. Not many of them are sick. That night, over 30 kids filled the stage in wheelchairs and with sicknesses I had never seen, growths and broken legs. And God said, now pray for them. And so that night, instead of a sermon, I prayed for 30 kids on a stage. said, I can't tell you, but... It was wild, every kid. It's like as I started praying, I didn't even believe (laughs) what I started. And as I started praying, one kid began to yell, your hand's hot, your hand's hot. And I said, God, it's working. It's working. So I prayed. And one kid after another, kids were getting out of wheelchairs, throwing. And I'm telling you what, Sid, every kid in the room got saved that night. Every kid got filled with the Holy Spirit. It was. And I remember walking off the stage and I heard the voice of God say, did you like that? I said, God, I could do that with two kids. I love that. And so God told me, he said, okay, if you like that, instead of working this week, I want you to pray. So eight hours a day, Jeremy, I want you. And I said, God, I can't. I'm a youth pastor here. I got a lot of jobs to do. And God said, so you telling me your church will let you go if you pray? So I said, okay, God. So he said, okay, if anyone wants a meeting, have them come pray with you for an hour. And if they still need a meeting, then meet with them. (laughs) Well, guess what, no one really lasted the hour. And eight hours a day, I would pray. That next week, I came to youth service. And that next week, as I was preaching, a young man filled with the demon answered the altar call. And he was, he came to the front, and he then went to the middle of the crowd, and he started dragging a girl out of the, out of the crowd. And I did, didn't know what to do, so I just started praying. Started praying in the Spirit, within seconds, the kid with the demon was at my feet begging me to stop. Well, there's one thing I didn't do, Sid, I, I didn't stop. I put my hand on his head. He flipped backwards and started squirming all over the front of the aisle filled with the demon. I said, Lord, what do I do? He said, well, send him in the back room and have your associate cast it out. So I was so thankful. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> my associate went in the back room and he said, instantly the demon came out of the kid. And I said, God, why'd you have me do that? He said, because he was trying to take over the service where I was going to set people free. And so that night I told all the teenagers, see, see I told you it's real. Every teenager got saved again that night, and as I was walking back, God said, did you like that? I said, no, God, I didn't like that, <laughs> but I'm so glad you're with me, and he said, then pray another week. So I said, God, another week. So for another week, eight hours a day, by the second day, I noticed the lights were on my sec- off on my secretary's office, and I looked out, and she was praying, too. And then the next day, ten teenagers showed up, and they began to pray with me, too. By the end of the week, Sid, we had over a hundred teenagers gathered in that room crying out to Jesus. I'll tell you what, Sid, we didn't need flyers anymore. I didn't need cool, catchy things anymore. We didn't even have to have the free pizza anymore. Kids were coming to Jesus because they met a Jesus who sets free, who heals, who is alive and well and supernatural. <laughs> That's when God took over our euthanasia.
0: Boy, I'll tell you something, on what you just said, especially towards the end, it was like the level of the presence of God started Mm. rising. Mm. He's up to something important. It's time to silence fear. Whether you're a student, have a secular job, or a housewife, or in ministry, you have an amazingly good destiny when we return. Jeremy will teach revelation knowledge about the spirit of fear and pray for you to be fear free, fearless. Be right
1: back. It's supernatural or go online at SidRoth.org and you can start walking in the fullness of your God-given destiny with Jeremy Johnson's brand new book, Declare War on Fear. Dethrone the spirit of fear that wars against your destiny. Plus, receive his brand new and exclusive three-part audio CD teaching series, Become the Devil's Greatest Fear. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9898.
2: Fear is not going to go away by leaving it alone. You must dethrone the spirit of fear. You must declare war on fear. God told me this. He said, David didn't just fight Goliath, he killed Goliath. You're gonna become a giant killer. It's time to stand up and get some new ammunition.
1: Kick fear out of your life for good with Jeremy's new book and exclusive audio CD series that will show you how to overcome the taunts of fear and silence the intimidation that keeps you from having more abundance in your life. Confront fear with the heavenly power of perfect love. Be delivered from the shackles of fear and instead walk in confidence and joy. Be healed from wounds received in church, within families, and at work. And be set free from the hurt of rejection by others. Move quickly from feelings of suffering as a victim and stand victorious. Neutralize fear's greatest weapons of anxiety, depression, and worry. Defeat fear so you can move in the miraculous and fully release your destiny. Dethrone the spirit of fear that has attacked you and tries to take over your life. Make the
2: devil run. The demons flee and make hell nervous as you live a fearless life. Fear has been the greatest battle in my life. I really believe that through my story, you will find your fearless self. I encourage you today, if you're tired of it, Why not make a new decision and declare war on fear yourself?
1: Call or go online at SidRoth.org and receive the brand new book by Jeremy Johnson, Declare War on Fear. Dethrone the spirit of fear that wars against your destiny. Plus, receive his brand new and exclusive three-part audio CD teaching series, Become the Devil's Greatest Fear. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9898 or send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. PO Box 39222 Charlotte, North Carolina 28278. Please specify offer number 9898. We now return to It's Supernatural.
2: Okay, Jeremy. What would you say is the devil's greatest fear? I believe the devil's greatest fear is a fearless you. The devil's more afraid of you than you are of fear. And really, the devil's afraid of you finding out your identity in Christ. The Bible is very clear that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Well, fear is just awe. It's just worship. When we worship God, we have to worship nothing else. When we fear the Lord, we have to fear nothing else. Here's how I say it. Both your worry and your worship enthrone a spirit. And for far too long, I've enthroned the spirit of fear in my worry." But God is saying, if you'll declare war on fear, and you'll become a son or daughter, and you'll worship me, then you can dethrone fear and put me back on the throne. You know, Sid, for a long time, I, I, I looked at the brokenness of my life and thought, how could God see anything great in me? I brought something on the show that, that I didn't tell you about, but the Lord no. told me to bring a puzzle on the show. See, I believe that life is kind of like a thousand-piece puzzle, and, you know, at first it's clean and nice, but after a while, you know, life has a way of (laughs) dumping out on us. And it's a little bit here and a little bit there, and I've found that many times I'm trying to go to God with my peace. I don't know if you can see that in the camera, but many times I try to go to God with my peace and I say, God, what do you see in this? How could this ever be used? God, I was cut here. I was wounded here. I was abused here. I was walked out on here. And, and for many years, I've been trying to put the puzzle together and find greatness in it. And, and it causes fear, fear and anxiety and depression and worry. And the Bible says this. If you give your life to him, you'll find it. But if you keep it, you'll lose it. Be- because I have found that only the master of the piece has the ability to see the picture, the whole picture. At the end, <laughs> while you hold the brokenness, and Sid, I, I just feel like for someone out there that is watching this and you've lost the top of the box, you've lost sight, or maybe you've never even seen the picture. The picture of what see, see God, vision gives purpose to pain. And when God begins to show you the vision of what he has from the pieces, see, when you look at a puzzle finished, you never are you really awed by the picture. It's really that you're awed by that someone would take the time to put a thousand pieces together, that they had the masterful eye to see wholeness in the brokenness. And that's our God. That's our Jesus. Can I say something to them? If you're watching right now, I, I, just, I just felt like this was for you. I, I, this wasn't a part of this, the moment, but I felt the Lord said bring a puzzle and dump it out on Sid's new table. <laughs> and maybe you're watching and you feel like this, and you don't know how God could ever use you, and fear keeps lying and lying and lying. Well, I dare you today to declare war on fear and to pursue Jesus and to say, Jesus, I give you not just the good parts of me, but I give you all of me. I give you the brokenness. I give you the addiction. I give you that pain when I was five. I give you that, that death that I went through in my family. I give you my broken marriage. And you watch what the master of the peace is going to do. Can, can, look, I just prophesy right now. I prophesy over that person that at a young age, you went through a trauma, you went through tragedy. I, I see you out playing with your friends and someone got hurt or someone got hit by a car even. And there's, there's trauma that's there. There's triggers that, that, that come with simple things. You, 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 you purposely lock yourself away. The gifts of God and you have been stopped because of you stopping them and allowing the enemy to rule through the throne of your ear. And you speak out what he tells you. And I just declare right now in Jesus' name over your life, I declare every stronghold broken. I declare every chain broken. I declare trauma be healed. God, even use the pain. God, use the scars, use the wounds. See, the thing I want to tell you is that my Jesus, he does not come to make bad people good but to make dead people live. When I met him (laughs) at 17 on those railroad tracks, I didn't go from being bad to good. I went from being dead to being alive. And God wants to give you that same life today. If you're there watching this and you're riddled with fear, God wants to remove the death and the fear and the anxiety and the depression, and he wants to replace it with joy, life to the abundance, freedom, and all you have to do right there is receive that gift. If you're watching, if you'd pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus today, today, come into my life.
1: Come into my life.
2: Remove all the death. Remove all the, remove all the fear. Remove all the fear. Remove the shame. Remove the shame. Be my Lord, be my Lord and my Savior. Be my Savior. Here's my life. Here's my life. I hand it to you. I hand it to you. Use, use it for your glory. I want to be fearless. fearless. Amen. Amen.
1: Call or go online at SidRoth.org and you can start walking in the fullness of your God-given destiny with Jeremy Johnson's brand new book, Declare War on Fear. Dethrone the spirit of fear that wars against your destiny. Plus, receive his brand new and exclusive three-part audio CD teaching series, Become the Devil's Greatest Fear. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping
2: and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9898. Fear is not going to go away by leaving it alone. You must dethrone the spirit of fear. You must declare war on fear. God told me this. He said, David didn't just fight Goliath, he killed Goliath. You're gonna become a giant killer. It's time to stand up and get some new ammunition.
1: Kick fear out of your life for good with Jeremy's new book and exclusive audio CD series that will show you how to overcome the taunts of fear and silence the intimidation that keeps you from having more abundance in your life. Confront fear with the heavenly power of perfect love. Be delivered from the shackles of fear and instead walk in confidence and joy. Be healed from wounds received in church, within families, and at work, and be set free from the hurt of rejection by others. Move quickly from feelings of suffering as a victim and stand victorious. Neutralize fear's greatest weapons of anxiety, depression, and worry. Defeat fear so you can move in the miraculous and fully release your destiny. Dethrone the spirit of fear that has attacked you and tries to take over your life. Make the devil run.
2: The demons flee and make hell nervous as you live a fearless life. Fear has been the greatest battle in my life. I really believe that that through my story, you will find your fearless self. I encourage you today, if you're tired of it, Why not make a new decision and declare war on fear yourself?
1: Not only will you receive Jeremy Johnson's anointed resource tools, but also through your gift, you're helping Sid Roth Ministries support the work of Messianic Ministries in Israel. You will help Sid empower Israeli believers to become shining lights to their people. You will be helping to save unborn Jewish babies through crisis pregnancy centers. Your donations will help to provide baby beds, strollers, bathtubs, sheets, diapers, formula, clothing, and other necessities. You will be helping to disciple new Jewish believers and connect them to Messianic fellowships. You will be helping to support Holocaust survivors with food supplies and medical needs. You will be providing basic essentials like feeding programs for schools and special needs children. You will be helping the elderly with in-home visits, hot meals, practical support, companionship, and prayer. You are supporting critically needed dental care for people all over Israel. You will also be providing resources for discipleship programs that started congregations in Israel that are worshiping Yeshua and so much more. Call or go online at SidRoth.org and receive the brand new book by Jeremy Johnson, Declare War on Fear, dethrone the spirit of fear that wars against your destiny. Plus, receive his brand new and exclusive three-part audio CD teaching series, Become the Devil's Greatest Fear, yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9898 or send your check to To Sid Roth, It's Supernatural! P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9898.
0: Next week on It's Supernatural.
2: Hi, I'm Rabbi Felix Halpern. A few years ago, I died and went to Heaven and came back. The Lord gave me an urgent message. Join me on the next It's Supernatural with Sid Roth because I want to share with you some things I learned in heaven that will change your life.